And I'll tell you this right now so you can remember, cheating is always a choice. Remember that. Don't blame it on alcohol. Don't blame it on temptation. Don't blame it on distance. None of that is ever an excuse to cheat. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hi, besties. Welcome to a brand new episode of Almost Adulting. Today, we have a sweet, sweet solo episode, which, by the way, we also have a solo episode on Thursday. Oh, my God. By the way, I just fell down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, guys. Welcome to a brand new episode with me, your host. I'm not well. (laughs) Violet Benson. Yeah. uh, Right before I start recording this intro, I tripped and fell down my stairs and I wish I could say it was the first time it's happened to me and it's not and I have the sharp pain in my back and my neck and I was like really dizzy and I recorded the ads for this week and I was like it's fine I'm sure I'm fine I don't know if I'm fine but I feel like I feel like there should be a website where it's called do I have a concussion or am I just in my 30s because right now I can't figure it out but hopefully I'll be fine but today's episode it's all about Is your person cheating on you? How to spot the signs that someone's cheating on you? What to do if you are being cheated on? I just thought today's episode would be very perfect for the month that we're in, which is like Scorpio month. And Scorpio month, I feel like I've been told that a lot of Scorpio men cheat, except my dad, obviously. I don't think he's ever cheated on my mom. He may have, actually, because he used to travel a lot. So there's potentially, he potentially has a whole other family in China where he used to go a lot, so if my brothers and sisters in china are listening right now i would love to meet you guys if we have the same dad come visit the u.s come stay with me i would love that <laughs> sorry it's the worst intro ever because i'm like not okay um and i have a big surprise coming for you on thursday so hopefully if i don't have a concussion and i make it <laughs> Thursday. I can't wait to hear from you guys how much you loved both of my episodes this week. Okay. Well, by the way, before I fell down the stairs, I actually had some people over at my house for food. (laughs) Uh, We have Persian food, which is Middle Eastern food is just one of my favorite foods in the world. As someone, a survivor of three (laughs) Persian exes, (laughs) although in general being Israeli I love Middle Eastern food but like nothing beats Persian food everyone should have kebabs and all of that stuff gourmet sabzi whatever all the rest of those words are it's just the most amazing food everyone should have but I had some people over which basically was one of my old childhood friends that I grew up with and her parents and her parents own a company called Jacoby and Co And they are actually, hopefully, going to be doing the drapes in my podcast room. It's one of the final steps to perfect my podcast room. And if I make it out without a concussion from my fall, I 
really am looking forward to seeing what they can do because drapes make the biggest difference, not just in a home, but in the podcast room, because what I need are roll out blackout blinds, completely blacks out any light coming into the room. And not only that, I need to also make it look sleek and cool. And hopefully we are looking into some things and hopefully they can just, you know, transform my room into looking to a professional, professional, beautiful podcast room. I'm so excited. I can't wait to show you guys the before and after. Hopefully they're going to say yes to doing the job and then we'll see. But yeah, Jacoby and Co., if you're in LA, definitely check them out. Give them a call. Tell them that I told you about them and, um, you know, transform your house. They've done so many other people's houses. So fingers crossed they'll have time to do mine. And yeah, we'll see. And funny story, but my girlfriend... Um, my childhood girlfriend, we were talking about our doctor and we apparently, even though we felt we haven't seen each other in years, we've been going to the same doctor, which is Dr. Raj Kanodia. So I just want to quickly say shout out to Dr. Raj Kanodia, who did my friend's nose job and basically did every celebrity's nose in Hollywood. I'm definitely probably the only person I know that doesn't have a nose job, but... He does the fillers in um, my chin and my jaw, which I've talked about before. It's like the only thing I get down on my face, but he's the only person that I trust because he literally looks at your face like it's art and he's an artist and it's amazing. Um, I can't imagine going to anyone else, especially because I'm very weird about doing anything to my face or changing anything. My parents get really upset if I even do anything, but this year was the first time I've ever tried Botox. I forget if I mentioned that. In which episode and he's the one I went to because I can't imagine trusting anyone else so yeah also if you're in Beverly Hills check out Dr. Rosh Kanodia and by the way these both things were not ads I just fell down the stairs and I don't know what's going on in my brain <laughs> but I just felt like oversharing but yeah the food was amazing this episode is amazing you guys are amazing and my concussion is amazing <laughs> Uh, but you know, what's not amazing is if you're getting cheated on. So today we're going to be talking about cheating. I wanted to talk about what causes people to cheat. Also, what it feels like when you are cheated on, whether or not the relationship can survive, steps to heal your heart in order to not carry um, all the pain with you to your future relationships and what it's like to be the other woman and things like that. Before someone cheats on you, it always starts with love. Last night, while I was really high, <laughs> I was trying to write down and describe to myself what I think love is. If I had to describe it in a way that towards a person that I loved, if there was someone in front of me and that was my person, I loved him, what would I write? So if I had to describe love, real love, it's basically to me, when the whole world is black and white, when you came into my life, it turned into color. When I close my eyes and I think of love, I see you. I was doing just fine until you came. But now that you're here, I can't imagine a life without you. You inspire me. You make even my worst days the best as long as you're around. You make me feel like the luckiest girl. And I can't believe that I'm finally able to meet my person. You're my person. I know people always ask around, well, where's home for you? For me, when I think of you, that's home for me. I'm so infatuated with the idea of you and me and the word forever. I'm so lucky that I found you. I know, it's, I know it's not always easy, and I know that sometimes I can be too much, 
but you're more than enough for me. And I'm so lucky I get to call myself yours. Thank you for fighting for me every day and for never giving up on us. So here, hold my heart because I trust you and I know you're going to take care of it. And then, boom. He drops my fucking heart and it shatters into a million pieces on the floor because he got distracted and he went in to talk to some other girl and he forgot about my heart. He forgot to take care of it and now it's just shattered all over the floor. And I think that's kind of what cheating feels like because love is intoxicating. There was research found where they interviewed 500 people asking how often they think about their partner when they're in love. And they said every person answered the same answer. They said from the time they wake up to the, to the time they go to bed, it becomes a part of them. You can't remember anymore where life was when they weren't there. Every love song starts to make sense because you're thinking about your partner. So when someone suddenly breaks your heart by, with betrayal, you are now going through withdrawals. And the withdrawals are, from research, it shows the withdrawals are the same way when you're withdrawing from cocaine and opiates. That's the same type of withdrawals you get from love. That's how serious it is. That's why we tend to sit there and reminisce about the good times and memories is because we're going through withdrawals and it's our only way to feed back on our addiction because we became addicted to this love. Imagine so the way I describe that whole love thing and that's how you feel towards your partner, then boom, they betray you, they cheat on you. I mean, how do you, how do you even deal with that? Because there's one thing about someone breaking up with you, they're letting you know they don't want to be with you anymore. But when someone cheats on you, it's almost confusing because... That person supposedly wants to be with you because it's not like they took the time to break up with you. Yet they still went ahead and cheated on you. They weren't thinking about you when they cheated on you or they wouldn't have done it. So how do you deal with betrayal? Do you stay with them or do you leave them? And even if you do either one, it still breaks your heart because how can you ever trust anyone else ever again? So I kind of first wanted to discuss the, um, the warning signs. Okay. He gets insecure around you and suspicious and possessive. My ex-boyfriend used to do that. He would get very insecure with me. He would get very suspicious. Where were you? Oh, what were you doing? And he was so possessive and I thought it was because he loved me. And it was actually because he was cheating on me. Because a lot of times when people start to act like that is because they're thinking, well, if I'm up to no good, I bet my partner is also up to no good. It's the person being such a hypocrite because they're cheating on you. But they can't handle the thought of you cheating on them. And by the way, I'm going to I'm going to talk as if um, it's a man. So I'm going to talk for myself as this is my boyfriend cheating on me. But of course, anyone listening can be your, any it can be a woman or a man, you know, but just I'm staying as a guy of another sign. He's on the phone all the time and he's really sneaky about it. So that means like he won't let go of his phone no matter what he does. So if his phone rings, he beelines towards it. Normally, he wouldn't care. Like, even if he's showering and he hears his phone ringing, he gets out of the fucking shower and he runs towards that phone before you pick it up. That's kind of a red flag because normally, you know, you would just let it ring. Um, you guys haven't had sex in a while. That's also a red flag because that most likely means he's sexually and emotionally invested in someone else and he's most likely sleeping with them. And a lot of times when someone starts to cheat on you and it's it's uh, more of a love affair versus just a one-time thing, they get they end up getting so attached to the other person that they almost feel like they're cheating on the other person. So they stop sleeping with their, with their current partner. 
Another thing is a big red flag is if he's telling people he's single where he has a dating profile. Maybe you guys met on Tinder or something and his dating profile is still up. That's a big red flag. Um, both of those things shouldn't happen and you should confront him about that. He starts having mood swings because he gets he gets agitated. His moods are always changing. He picks fights with you. He's looking for things to get angry at you to kind of justify for himself why he's cheating on you. He's finding excuses to take space from you and to not speak to you because he feels guilt or he's trying to find ways to dump you because he doesn't have the balls enough to just actually do it. Like if you're wonderful, then he feels terrible about betraying you. But if he can turn you into someone awful and make that into a reason for him to cheat on you on some level, it might make him feel better. And that's why a lot of times when I've had that also with my ex-boyfriend where suddenly he's just mean to me, picks a fight, everything's my fault. And he's like kind of trying to get me to start a fight. And then when I mean back, it kind of validates the reason, oh, well, that's why I cheated on her because she's a fucking bitch. It's like, no, you cheated on me because you're selfish. It's much easier to blame circumstances and your partner and everything else around you on your cheating than it is to look at yourself and admit that you're a horrible person. And again, there's different reasons why people cheat. I'm not talking about every single circumstances. I'm talking about the most, the most basic times where people cheat on you. Okay, anyway, more signs of someone, warning signs of someone cheating on you. Um, he stopped saying I love you to you. He used to say it all the time. He's not doing it anymore. Or he gets offensive. He's dramatic, over the top. He makes you feel crazy now, even if you ask him the most normal questions like, why was your phone off last night? Just things like that. He starts to avoid it and he starts playing the blaming game and it just, things are not making sense. His everyday behavior starts to change. So whether suddenly his schedule is changing, like he has to work late all the time, or he's picking up new hobbies, he's listening to new music, he's working out more often, he's changing his look more. He made new friends, whether that he made some quote unquote new friends at work because he has to stay late with them or go out with them more, or he made new group of friends that you, have, you don't know anything about it, about them, or he's going out more. All that stuff is kind of a red flag. Another red flag if you cheated before, especially if you were the girl he cheated on his ex-girlfriend with. Because, let me tell you this, girls, everyone knows the way you got him is the way you lose him. When you are dating someone who is in a relationship, there's no way they can respect you. There's no way they can put you on some relationship pedestal. You're literally telling them that you're okay with what they're doing. You're okay with that behavior. So how can you be surprised when they go ahead and do the same thing to you? You told them, you don't have to respect me. You told them, I don't respect the other woman. You don't have to respect me. Relationships don't mean anything to me. I don't believe in monogamy because if I did believe in monogamy, I wouldn't be fucking you while you're dating someone else. So don't get confused. If you were with somebody while they were with someone else and they were cheating on their partner with you and now you're with them, you will be delusional to think that most likely they will never cheat on you. Because most of the time, nine out of ten times, this man is going to end up cheating on you with someone else because you lose them how you got them. Okay, he's suddenly busier than usual. So now, like I said, he's staying up at work late or he has to go out with friends more often. He has less public dates, most likely because he's trying to avoid whoever he hooked up with. Another red flag is that your relationship issues completely disappear. He just gave up. He no longer cares to fight or to fix whatever issues you guys were constantly arguing about. And it's also because he's trying to keep his head down. 
So you think everything is great and you won't bring up anything. So then it doesn't have to escalate to him cheating on you. So you will even get suspicious. So when you suddenly think everything is going beautiful in your relationship, you guys don't even have those little normal relationship arguments is because he's just trying to avoid picking a fight. So you don't think about anything else extra. The two last signs I think are the most obvious is one, if you start to feel in your gut that there's something wrong, you have to listen to your intuition because most likely there's something wrong. Another good sign is if you start to bring your friends around and they start to act awkward and weird around your partner because a lot of the times your friends see a lot of things that you don't see because you have love goggles on. So if your friends start to feel awkward or weird, it's because they can tell something is also off and they don't want to upset you. So a lot of times your friends will know before you and you can ask them and hopefully they can be honest with you. And then, like I said, it's in your gut. So if you feel in your gut, there's something happening and you're most likely right. The last sign is when you feel it in your gut, if you start to get super paranoid and you start to snoop around, because everyone always says, don't look for something unless you want to find it. But if you get to the point that you're suddenly so insecure in a relationship and you're snooping around and you're acting crazy, where you're going through his phone, creating fake accounts to try and see if you'll take the bait, stalking him on social media, then that's a red flag, not just for your relationship, but for who you're becoming. That person is literally now bringing out the worst in you. You want to be in a relationship where you feel so safe. You don't even have to think twice if that person is cheating on you. You can't have a healthy relationship if you're paranoid and suspicious. Whether your suspicions are justified or not, trust is essential in a relationship. My mom used to always say, and she's so right because, you know, my ex is cheating on me. She said, if someone wants to cheat on you, they're going to cheat on you. And there's nothing you can do about it. So why would you ruin your own mental health over something you have no control about? And in a weird way, kind of made me more secure, not in the way that I was like, yeah, she's right. Like, I guess my boyfriend will just go on and cheat on me. It wasn't that. It's kind of like you going around snooping, looking through his DMs, looking through his phone, doing all these things that are incredibly unhealthy in a relationship. And you're making yourself literally sick. And the end of the day, if this guy was going to cheat on you, he was going to cheat on you regardless. And regardless, you will find out. So why stress yourself out? When someone cheats, it always, 100% of the time, has to do with the cheater himself. Whether the cheater is unhappy with something that's happening with himself and that's why he's cheating because the right thing to do any fucking time is to break up with your partner before you cheat on them because there's nothing more selfish than to cheat on someone that loves you. There's never an okay reason for that. Let me tell you right now, there's some, there are some types of cheating that your partner will forgive you. But it will never be okay. There's never an acceptable time for you to cheat on your partner. There's a big difference when it comes to cheating between thinking about it and acting on it. But I was this whole time trying to research and figure out what makes people suddenly make the switch and go from just thinking about it to actually acting on their thoughts. What makes them take the leap, take the next step? I think one of the biggest myths that we have in our relationships where people cheat we think that, oh, my partner cheated on me. Therefore, there's something wrong. There's underlining problem with me or this relationship. And that's most of the time not necessarily the case. Like I said before, it usually has nothing to do with you. Even Will Smith said this, no one is responsible for your happiness except yourself. When I'm feeling lack of love, it's not because you're not giving me enough of love because I should be a fucking grown up and communicate if you're not giving me enough love. I, the real thing is I'm feeling lack of love within myself or I'm bored. I fell out of love and I just don't know how to leave. 
Um, I feel like I'm lacking passion. I feel neglected. Again, has more to do with me than you. Because if I need that much attention, there's most likely something that's missing in me. I have low self-esteem. I want to make myself feel better. I actually recently read in research, research found that in relationships where men make less money than women are more likely to go out there and cheat on their partner because it, it gives them low self-esteem and it's a way to make them feel better about themselves. That's just one research. Um, sexual desire. The grass is always greener on the other side. You want to try something new. It's quote unquote, we give the excuse, it's animal instinct. You know, I've been reading around a lot about how humans are not meant to be monogamous. There's no such thing as monogamy. We weren't meant to be monogamous. No, that's just the bullshit every cheater taught you out there. Humans are drawn to intimacy. Humans are meant to be together. They're meant to create babies together. You're meant to have a partner that you love. Of course, you're going to have moments where you are going to want to flirt with someone or you're going to be curious about someone else. But when you are both happy in your relationship, you won't need to wander off. And again, there's different cases to cheating. This is a very broad situation, not and some situations are different, but I'm talking about more the general type of cheating. People cheat just because they can or they feel anger. A lot of times people cheat because they feel betrayed, they feel angry, they feel insecure with their partner. Most likely you cheated on me, you did something, I want to get back at you. That's one of the reasons. Um, low commitment. You guys never set your boundaries. You never communicated well enough to discuss what you guys really are. So I think I can go out there and fuck other people because I don't think we're that serious. You think we're really serious. So you probably need to communicate where you're at. So stop being too shy about the whole thing of like, what are we? Fucking ask. So then... When someone cheats on you, they think they didn't cheat on you and you think they did. Uh, so low commitment also means you two were on a break. If two people on a break, I consider that not cheating. I've talked to other people. They consider when two people on a break cheating. So again, whatever you think it is, um, you guys just got back together. So that person, your partner may still be talking to other people. Again, you have to communicate to kind of know where you're at. You just started dating. Um, oh, that person still thinks you guys are not fully exclusive. No one discusses where you're at. A lot of times it tends to be that one person is more committed committed to the other one. So it's important for you guys to communicate. Um, okay, another reason is some people cheat as a way to end it. You are too much of a coward to end it, but you're not happy in the relationship. In general, you guys are just not compatible. Nothing that the partner did wrong. You guys are not compatible. You want to end it. You're too much of a coward. So you subconsciously go and cheat on your other partner to kind of make it easier. Maybe you hope that they'll find out. I don't know. Or maybe you hope that when you tell them, they leave you. Something like that. It can be you're getting old. It's a midlife crisis. And it's just a one-time thing. Like I said, you're bored. You're trying to find yourself. Um you think you can control yourself. So you start flirting with someone and you think you can stop before it gets too serious, but then you end up not stopping yourself. Sometimes people cheat because they want to be someone else. Maybe they don't like who they are, not just with you, who they, who they are in general. So when they cheat, they go out there and they get to pretend to be someone they're not. They like who they are when they're with the affair partner. They might feel sexier, smarter, more charming, and more alive when they cheat. With their spouse at home, they might feel invisible, dull, boring, or old. An affair can counter-react a person's negative self-talk through no fault of their partner. Although a person who cheats may blame their partner, usually does, thinking that their partner is the one that made them feel this way. No, if you don't feel sexy at home, it's because 
you don't feel good about yourself. Stop blaming your partner for things that are feeling bad about yourself. If you need more compliments, if you feel like your partner is putting you down and so on, you communicate with your partner. If you don't want to be with your partner, then you leave. When people cheat on you, that's it. In my opinion, I feel like they lost all respect for you when they decide to go ahead and do that to you. They didn't consider your feelings. They, they weren't thinking about you at all. They were just thinking about themselves and they were thinking about their enjoyment in the moment. They were only thinking about their own feelings. So for me, the trust, the purity, the innocence, the love, it's gone. Again, it can be different for each person. Maybe they won't cheat again. But I feel like the weird thing is, is that especially, I guess, when you were younger, when someone cheats on you, you want to forgive them because you love them so much. But I feel like it's almost like they lost respect for you. And I think in a weird way, they feel if they've done it once, maybe they can do it again. So I think a lot of the time, it's almost like you have to let them go so they can learn their lesson that if they cheat, there are consequences and they have to lose you. And you guys have to go separate ways. And then the next person they're with, maybe that's the person they don't cheat on, which I know it sounds so shitty and sucks, but let me tell you something. Two of my exes who have cheated on me before hit me up a month before each one of them propose to their girlfriend. So when the question comes, are, is a cheater always a cheater? I don't think so. But when it comes to some of my exes, yeah, I think so. So I'm so happy I let them go and I'm so happy I dodged that bullet. So again, why do people cheat? Well, 80% of the time, it's not because of a failing relationship. This is based on research. Infidelity is often a selfish act and its motivation has everything to do with the person who's cheating. And this is from relationship therapist Esther Peril. She said this in her TED Talk. So let that sink in. So one of the biggest reasons why people cheat is because they're selfish. Say what you want about yourself when you cheated. If you're the, the person who cheated, you were selfish when you did that. And I'll tell you this right now so you can remember. Cheating is always a choice. Remember that. Don't blame it on alcohol. Don't blame it on temptation. Don't blame it on distance. None of that is ever an excuse to cheat. You woke up that day and you made the decision to cheat. No matter how many explanations you get from someone that cheated on you, no matter how much quote unquote closure you try to get, no answer will ever be satisfying. The truth is when you cheat on someone, they rarely start to question you. You know what happens when you cheat on someone? They normally start to question themselves. It breaks a person. So before you go out there and really cheat on someone, instead of breaking up with them or explain to them your insecurities of why you're feeling the way you do, just remember that when you cheat on someone, you destroy them. Not only do you break their heart, you break their idea of who they are as a person. And it's not just in your relationship. That shit will linger on for years. And I know this from experience, and I see that in some of my friends as well. I've already moved past it and I've worked on myself, but it took me years to realize that I was carrying on my insecurities for my cheating boyfriend onto new relationships. And I was self-sabotaging new relationships because of how scared and insecure, not only because I couldn't trust my, my new partners, but because I couldn't trust myself anymore. You are no longer able to trust yourself and your gut because you were so blinded when someone cheated on you, how can you know anything else anymore? How can you know any, anything from right and wrong? How can you tell anywhere if someone's cheating on you? You don't know. You can't trust yourself anymore. Because clearly, your intuition was so wrong before. You were so madly in love with someone. And how can someone love you if they go out there and they cheat on you? 
And one, I think, biggest mistake we make when someone cheats on us is that we love to go and blame the other woman. But guess what? I'll tell you this right now. The other woman, she doesn't owe you anything. She wasn't the one that entered into a relationship with you, into a monogamous, loving relationship with you. She didn't hold your hand when you were sick. She she didn't fall in love and cuddle with you all those nights. She wasn't there for you when someone in your family passed away and where someone in, in your partner's family passed away. She wasn't part of any of that. She has no emotional attachment to you. She doesn't owe you anything. So what women need to stop doing is to go pursue the other woman. She owes you nothing. Your partner is the one that owes you something. Your partner owed you the truth. Your partner owed you the responsibility of A, not cheating on you or leaving you before they decide to go ahead and stray. So you need to stop blaming the other woman because if it wasn't her, it would be someone else because it's your partner that fucking cheated on you, not the other woman. I feel like I'm getting so heated over this. Like, oh my God, like memories of being cheated on? Like, LOL, that's so fun. So, What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So funny. Do you guys ever notice that when a person that cheats on you, a lot of the time they tend to move on faster? And my first relationship made me the most bitter. My ex-boyfriend cheated on me. He broke my heart. He cheated on me numerous times. Um, it took me forever to find out. And in the end, he was the one that was always able to con- continuously move on to new partners. And I stayed there crying myself to sleep, having insecurities, not being able to trust anyone. And I thought it was so unfair. I mean, even when he got married, which then a lot of time has passed since he cheated on me and, and I, I felt nothing for him. But it was one a little moment in me when he got married that I didn't even care 
But then something in me suddenly felt like, and I told my mother, I said, mom, that's so not fair. Why did he get to string? (laughs) Why did this person get to string me along for so many years and cheat on me and break my trust? And then I stayed back and I kept myself closed off. I was too scared to get into new relationships. I couldn't trust other people. I constantly self-sabotaged every relationship I had because I was too afraid this person would just cheat on me or this relationship would, would end. So and at one point, I just decided, what's the point of trying? So I just completely closed myself off to anything new, to some great partners that I could have met. And instead, my ex-boyfriend, who cheated on me, who did terrible things, who blamed me for it, felt no guilt and was able to move on to new partners, even to the point where he was able to move on and get married. And I told my mom, mom, that's not fair. Why am I the one that ends up alone? Why am I getting punished for something he did? That's not fair. My mom said she, she understood why I felt those emotions. And even talking about it right now, I don't feel that pain right now. But I'm just remembering the pain that I felt when I was cheated on is that she said, you know, count your blessings that you're not with him anymore. Count your blessings that you learned so much from it. Unfortunately, you stay with him a little too long than I would have wanted you to. But, you know, your time will come. Don't look at it as that's not fair or he shouldn't be happy. You know, let him do his thing. But what you have to do is to keep looking forward and to move forward, to allow people into your life and to, and to trust yourself that you learn so much from it that you won't allow it to happen again. To trust yourself that it's okay to fall in love again because you deserve to find love and you deserve to fall in love again. You deserve to find someone who will love you. Don't punish yourself for something someone else did. And you also need to understand that when you do start to find these new partners is that you can't blame them and you can't punish them for something your old partner did. There are new people just because your heart is broken, it doesn't mean you need to break theirs too. Most likely, you will already know the red flags because you've learned it from your last relationship. I'm not saying that no one will ever cheat on you ever again. Like I I got cheated on. Actually, all three of my boyfriends cheat on me in different type, in different ways. But that was years ago. And then I know myself so well now that I know my next partner, that's going to be my person. And I know he won't cheat on me. And if he did, I will not stay with him. I think the reason sometimes we stay with a cheater is because we now completely lost our ability to love ourselves and to understand ourselves. Uh, We stay because of shame, guilt, jealousy, kind of like, you know, if if I let you go, then you're going to be with that other person. And I just want you to be just with me. So even though I'm going to be miserable now and we're going to make each other miserable, I just don't want you to be with anyone else. So it's possessiveness. It's resentment. A lot of people that when I did research, what they said, the reason they went back to their love, they stay with their lovers because they were scared that no one else was going to love them. They felt like they were too damaged because why else would someone cheat on them unless they were so damaged? Someone asked me a really good question that I wanted to answer really fast is, um, how come someone cheats on you, someone hurts you, yet they're the ones sending you really mean text messages? They're the ones who hate you. And it's like, how could you hate me? You're the one that broke my heart. And I'll tell you why that happens. People tend to love you more when they do something good for you. 
So let's say you need help with me fixing your shelves. And I did that for you. Now, my thought of you, the idea of you, I remember me doing something nice for you. So that makes me like you more. So every time I think about you, I have a positive emotion when it comes to you because I did something nice for you. So the same thing goes to negative emotions. When I cheated on you, when I hurt you, I feel guilt. I feel ashamed. And I don't want to feel that. As a human being, you don't want to feel those negative emotions. But now everything, I, every time I have to look at you, every time I have to think about you, I associate you now with a negative emotion. And because I'm not mature enough yet to take responsibility for cheating on you, instead, I'm going to go ahead and hate you. Because I can't handle thinking or associating you with the negative emotions. So I will try to send you really mean texts in order for you to respond to get a reaction out of you. So you can be mean back. So I can find a reason or an excuse of why I cheated on you. So that's why sometimes people tend to hate you. People tend to get mean to you, even though they're the ones that hurt you. They know it's their fault. That's why they're so mean to you. That's why they hate you. So what you need to do, though, is to cut them out of your life. They are toxic people and you best believe that to toxicity or whatever is also in their current relationship. Stop giving them any more time in your life. Let them go so you can move on and you can heal. As long as you keep those people around and you allow them to text you, you sometimes respond. As long as you allow them in your life, you will never be able to fully move on. For some reason, why do we feel like the ones who hurt us the most are the ones who mean the most to us. Like, why do we sometimes in our head, we feel like that's our one person? Is it because we think that love is supposed to be painful? Or we believe that you have to chase the people that hurt you because that's what's meant to be because they made you feel those emotions. And you want to, and if they were able to make you feel so sad, they can, they're able to make you feel so good again. Do we truly believe that that's what love is? That love is meant to be painful? In your mind, for some reason, when someone hurts you, destroys you, you start to idolize them. You start to think that they're perfect. One of the most common things we do during a heartbreak, because we're not thinking clearly, we're thinking now with our withdrawals emotions, because, you know, we're just trying to have another fix of our addiction. So we think of all the good memories. So one of the biggest mistakes we do during a heartbreak is we idolize the person that hurt us, that broke us. We spend hours remembering their smile, how great they made us feel in some of those moments, all the good memories. To avoid this, you have to balance it out. You have to force yourself to also remember the bad parts in your relationship. I've even done that. It's kind of like the movie 500 Days of Summer. It's the same thing where in the beginning of the movie 500 Days of Summer, he sees his relationship in something very positive and loving. And towards the end, he re revisits all these moments he remembered as so loving and he sees them as something that wasn't that great. And a great example is me and my ex-boyfriend. I had this one memory where he took me to lunch in Malibu. It was so beautiful. I felt beautiful. We had lunch. Afterwards, we got massages and then we got dinner and it was such a good day. It was amazing. And then when we were going through a breakup and I tried to balance out the memories, I looked back at that memory and I really looked at it. And suddenly what I saw was we went to Malibu. I was so excited to be with him. I was so happy. I was talking to him and he was like checked out. He couldn't care less. He was on his phone the whole time. When we got massages, we barely spent the time together during the massages. It was just more about his ego making him feel good. Like, look, I paid for the massages. Like, you should be so thankful. Then we got dinner again. He was crazy distracted. 
during the dinner, I was like so happy and I was talking to him about something and he was just like, looked so bored and he was like, cool. Yeah. Are you ready to go? Like mid bite. He said that. And it's crazy how when you have this fairy tale in your head and you're wearing your love goggles, you don't even see all these negative moments. So in order for you to move on from your last partner who hurt you, who broke you, you have to really force yourself to balance out those memories, to look back and remember the negative parts. Even if you if you can't, then sit down and make a list, write the positive things, but then write all the negative things. And one of the biggest negatives is for someone to make you feel like you are so unlovable that they had to stray, for someone to make you feel like you're not enough, that's a big, big negative. Because let me tell you this right now, I don't care who you are in this world. I don't even need to know you to tell you that you are more than enough. And you will always be enough for the right person in your life, for people that love you. You will never need to feel like you have to compete for someone's love, for to prove to someone how amazing you are. So don't ever associate yourself with anyone in your life who makes you feel like you are not enough. You're not giving enough. It's not your responsibility to make a person that hates themselves, make themselves feel good about themselves to be their pure happiness. It's not. When someone cheats on you, like I said before, it's because there's something wrong with them. You didn't do anything wrong. But to fix a broken heart, what you have to do is you have to fill in those voids in your life that are now empty because a partner is gone. You have to reestablish who you are. You Because none of this will work now unless you prevent the mistakes that can set you back, like searching for closure, being becoming obsessive with your last partner, why they cheated on you, idolizing your ex for no fucking reason. Because instead, what you should be doing is focusing about everything they did wrong. Because that was not the right relationship for you. Another mistake you can make is allowing them back into your life. You have to let them go. You have to understand that cheater does not deserve an inch, even an inch of your life. In order for you to move on, find yourself, and move on to someone else who will be able to give you the love you deserve. You also have to realize, like I said before, that your ex hating you has nothing to do with you. It's because they hate themselves and they're taking it out on you. They hate themselves for what happened. And their way of hating you is their way of trying to blame you. Eventually, they're going to grow up. And when you let them go, eventually they'll come around and they'll realize that what they did was wrong and they will apologize. And also, a lot of times when people are mean is your exes are mean to you, even though they hurt you, is because they don't want you to move on. They know they broke this relationship. They know they ruined something good. So if I'm sending you sometimes positive messages, sometimes mean, mean messages, it's because I want you to keep thinking about me. I want to be in your brain. I don't want you to suddenly move on because I hurt you so much that now you're going to find a love that's better than me. You will move on and you will forget about me. And then it'll only be me who remembers our relationship. It'll only be me looking back at our memories because I feel guilty that I did that to you. So that's a lot of the time why exes who cheat on you don't let you go, send you mean texts, hate you and try to manipulate you into feeling bad about yourself. Again, all has to do with them. Not only were they cheated on you, they were selfish and had to do with them, them also reaching out to you after they broke you and broke your heart. It's also for selfish reasons. So don't think it means more than it really does. Oh, maybe they still love me because they can't let me go. No, they can't let you go because it's their ego. They're trying to find reasons to make themselves feel better. It's really crazy 
how so much of what we learn about love is actually taught to us by the people who never really loved us. So don't look back at someone who cheated on you, someone who treated you poorly as something negative. Also, don't try to get back with them. Look back at it in a way where they taught you so much. They taught you what real love really is because that shit wasn't it. So with your next partner who you will find, who will love you, who will make you feel safe, who will make you feel secure. And also when you do enter into a new relationship, if you have been cheated on, make sure to let your partner know. Don't be embarrassed if someone cheated on you. Let them know that you got cheated on. Let them know where your boundaries are. You know, if something helps you feel safe, whether it's just to get a text good night, if that's what's going to keep you calm in your heart, then let your partner know. Someone who loves you will understand that you need a um, few little extra touches in order to feel safe in the relationship because you have past trauma. I don't think you should enter into a relationship and then snoop through their phone and get all crazy because it's unhealthy and you shouldn't be punishing anyone else for your pain. And remember, if you love someone, you wouldn't want to hurt them because love is not supposed to be painful. Love is supposed to be beautiful and wonderful and supposed to make you feel safe. So try to make each other feel safe. Anyway, that's all. Uh, but regardless, thank you guys so much for tuning in. 